0: Hey everyone, I'm so glad that you joined us. I want you to grab your Bible, a pen, maybe a cup of coffee, and I want you to write this down. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3-5, through 5. For although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh, since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen.
1: I'm your host, AJ, and I'm so glad you're joining us. We are in the second episode of Dot's series on spiritual warfare. She'll be talking about the importance of the armor of God during these spiritual battles. Let's jump into the conversation. We are in
0: a conversation on spiritual warfare, and I'm sitting here with Kara. Hey, guys. And last week, we talked about how that we're in a battle. And we cannot win the battle if we don't know where the battle is. One of the things I want us to really think about and look at uh, is how do we fight this battle? How do we fight the spiritual warfare? How do we walk in victory? We know now that we're in a battle. We know that we're dealing with spiritual things. It's not just earthly things. And this Mm -hmm. scripture today even says, um, since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. And we talked about that last week. Mm -hmm. We did. We talked about how that sometimes we want to blame other people. We want to blame our circumstances. And it's Satan's way to deceive us. He's a deceiver. Mm -hmm. For me, I know that it is very difficult at times to control my thoughts and control what's going on in my head. I remember my dad saying one time, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop him from making a nest. As I think about that, I realized that, you know, we can't always control what goes in our head. You know, the scripture mm-hmm. says, take captive. And when I think about taking captive our thoughts, I think about being in control and how that it is up to me to take every thought captive. And so I had to choose that. Yeah. So basically, like when the thoughts come in our head, we either can choose, do they stay there or do they immediately leave? Right. Right it's funny because when I was in high
1: school and even in college and beyond, I had such a hard time truly understanding what that meant. You know, growing up in the church, you hear that a ton, like take every thought captive, but it always, it always almost made me feel helpless. Cause I'm like, well, I can't, it was as if I was hearing, don't think those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you can't control what comes into your mind, but what stays there. And I think I was, hearing it as if I was trying, I was needing to control what came into my mind. In and so words, then I would think, why well, do I not? Or, you know, and then I just would end up feeling like I was failing. In other
0: words, you were saying that you felt almost condemned. You felt accusations and, and weak because these thoughts kept coming in your head. And right. you I just were... didn't know
1: how to, yeah, I didn't know how to take it captive. Mm-hmm. I didn't
0: really truly know what that meant. Well, you know, I think that taking every thought captive is past tense is taking every thought captive it's already there so the thought is already in your head mm-hmm. and so he's not saying in there that you can't control your thoughts he's saying your thoughts are coming in and when that thought comes in right take captive, take of that. captive right of that thought right don't take captive of the thought that's not even there yet right scripture addresses renewing the mind, to set the mind on Christ, to set the mind on spiritual things. And so I think that God knew because he created us and he knew the mind, how powerful the mind is. Mm -hmm. And what really bothers me is that the world has taken that truth and that principle and they have placed the emphasis on just thinking positive. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference in positive thinking versus putting our thoughts and our mind on biblical truths. You also hear, we'll just replace the lies with the truth. And so, when we're talking about putting on the armor of God, he immediately talks about in Ephesians 6, the belt of truth. Mm-hmm. When God opens your eyes to the truth, and God's truth is always there. So, when you have that revelation of truth, then that's where you become more powerful to be able to discern what is truth versus human reasoning. Because mm-hmm. we often think human reasoning is, well, if I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference in really seeing what God is showing you and what humanly you can reason. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we think, well, that makes sense. Or often we hear these thoughts. And because we've not taken those thoughts captive, all of a sudden we begin to hear these thoughts and they sound like us. Right. And it sounds like truth. And there's a difference between... Uh, God's revelation and human reasoning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes God says things that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's true. There's so many things that God tells us that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. For instance, that we are his righteousness. Mm
1: -hmm. Or even to die is to live. You know, that Mm -hmm. whole dying to self in order to live is
0: complete opposite mm-hmm. of what we think and when we think about all the things that we did well it's counterintuitive yeah yeah and we think about all the things that we did we don't feel righteous right but then again it's human reasoning mm-hmm. we're not talking about our righteousness right we're talking about God has made things right between God and his children mm-hmm. through Jesus and it's because of Jesus's righteousness That we are right. So when we start thinking those things and we start putting the truth in our heads, we're able then to replace the lies of always feeling condemned and always feeling like God's going to punish us. Those thoughts that come into our head that keeps us from understanding the truth of who God is and his love for us. And as I think about how powerful it is to take captive, it means I'm in control of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we just talked about, we don't feel like we're in control of the thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we want to go back to the things of saying, we are in control what we choose to think about. Right. Well, and choose to believe. And, and well, that's what happens next. Mm-hmm. Once we begin to let that thought stay in our head, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's a lie or truth, then that's what we embrace. And then what we embrace is what becomes truth to us. Mm -hmm. So we can either think that I'm embracing these lies. And if I'm embracing these lies, then to us, that's truth. But based on God's word, which is the only truth, is his word in our heads and his thoughts that come in our minds. When God begins to put his thoughts into our head, we choose them. Mm Am I going to believe this? And once we begin to choose these things, we begin to decide what we're going to believe. We choose what we think about. Then we're going to choose again and what we're going to believe is our truth. A lot of people say, well, truth is what you believe. Like truth is... I'm going to live my truth or I'm going to speak my truth. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. (laughs) What's true is God's truth. Right. It is true to you what happened. You know, like even if...
1: I mean, I'm like thinking of like a breakup and it, mm-hmm. um, it does feel true that you're rejected, but the bigger truth, God's truth is that that person just, isn't who God had, you know, like this mm-hmm. isn't who God wanted or right now is not the right time or
0: that's God's truth. But you know, that's true what you're saying, but it's half truth. Well, right. So that's one of the most difficult things. To discern what's true—that's a difficult revelation, because you're using a breakup, and you say, "Well, he's rejecting me, or I'm rejecting them." There is part of rejection, right? I guess I'm saying, you know, I don't—I don't think it's wrong
1: to—I think it's good to speak your truth, quote unquote. But I think
0: knowing that that's not the truth, Mm -hmm. big T truth. (laughs) But as I've said to you so many times is okay to speak the truth and to say, and then say, this is what I'm thinking right. or this is what I'm feeling. But you can't, we cannot speak that more than we do the truth of right. what the situation is.
1: I love how there's a book um, by Tony Evans called uh, victory in spiritual warfare. And he talks obviously a lot about this because of spiritual warfare, but he says truth is God's viewpoint on the matter. And I, Love that mm-hmm. simplest, just very simplest simple. form. That's what truth is it's God's viewpoint on a matter. And sometimes we can think, like, well, I don't know what God thinks of this. And I think there are those situations for sure because we don't know every little thing, every little thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say, you know, in the Bible, all the details of our lives. But I think that's where it goes back to, but okay, or mm-hmm. how, does how does God see view it? Right.
0: Yeah. And you know, as we take something like rejection whether it's with a dating situation or a family member, you know, we all experience some form of rejection. Jesus did. So as a follower of Jesus, we're going to. But as we view it the way God does, we can view it as this, like you said, this just isn't who God wanted me to have, or I shouldn't be spending time with these people.
1: Or it could be too. We don't know why it happened this way, That's but right. I know God will provide, or I know God, God is going to view it through eyes of love. Mm-hmm. So if I know that, then it's not,
0: that is God's view of it. God's view is that I will never withhold what is good for my children. Mm -hmm. I'll never allow my child to go through something that at the end is not for his best. And so that's putting the view of it instead of feeling like we're being rejected. We can feel like we've been protected. And you've heard that. I know a thousand times. Well,
1: yeah. And I even, um, keep thinking about, I've, had multiple friends lately just because of the state of the world and country for the last year say, you know, I'm just trying to think positive or I'm just trying to stay positive. And I mean, I'm all about staying positive. I don't, you know, love negativity. Who does? But I just, every time that a friend would say that, I think that's not what you need. That's not what we need. We don't need to just stay positive because sometimes the fact of the matter is, it's not, it's positive. not, positive. <laughs> it's it's not everything, positive. Everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. You have to move all of a sudden, or you just lost your job or, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever, or something happens with your kids or whatever it may and be. And, you know,
0: Jesus said in this world, you're going to have tribulation. That's the truth.
1: Right. And yeah. so I've, like, I've had friends, I've literally have said to them, yeah, like, let's be positive, but also let's, that's not what, well, let's not, well, that's also, that's not what you need. What you need and what I'm going to pray for you is not to stay positive. I'm going to pray that you you know, experience God's presence in this, that you have his peace, that he
0: comforts and that you. And the
1: or, truth. And that's where I think,
0: it's almost like, sometimes I think we can make an idol of positivity. Mm-hmm. And, and like, see, that's what we were talking about before. It's not positive thinking. Right. And that's where staying positive is there's where that human reasoning. Right. Like am the reason myself through this because I'm going to think positive versus God's revelation. It's like that subtle
1: deception going back to what we said last week, that subtle deception of I'm I'm like, I'm going to,
0: and again, it's not
1: saying we can't think positive, but it's just, we have to take that in Mm -hmm. light of
0: God's view. And you know, we're not God. We're not God. Right. And so what we have to do is take God's truth and what he's saying to us. And he's saying to you and he's saying to me, That if we are going to fight this battle, if we are going to win, we've already won. But if we're going to experience and walk in the victory that God's already provided, our first step is to take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. And we have to know the truth Mm -hmm. and we have to know what God said. And I love what you said about how would God view this? How would God see this? How does God see this? Mm -hmm. And as we start to get up in the morning, never knowing what we might face, we can start out saying the first thing i want to do today is put the truth in my mind so mm-hmm. i like having my bible reading first thing in the morning my prayer time first thing in the morning because i'm kind of suiting up a little bit i'm putting on yeah. that belt of truth around me because God's word is truth. And so as you begin to memorize scripture, you begin to ask God, God, what is your view of this? You are beginning to take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. As I'm reminding myself to be very careful and guard our minds and guard our hearts because our heart and our minds connected. And what happens if we are not careful what goes in our head, and we spend a lot of time telling everybody we know what we're thinking about, we're actually taking the negative thoughts and we are digging it deeper into our self-conscious. And so I don't mind hearing someone tell me something that I know is a lie. Sometimes the spirit in me just cringes. But as I hear those lies and hear those things, even in my own life and even through my own thoughts, I have to be very, very careful and say that is not true. That is a lie. And that's not the way God views me. That's not the way God views the circumstances. And that's not how God views the outcome. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I've done that and it's, I will, I won't repeat the lie out loud, because the enemy knows what
1: he just put in my head. So mm-hmm. it depends on the situation. But sometimes I'm not even going to repeat it to rebuke it. I'm just mm-hmm. going to say out loud, no, I'm not. I'm, yeah, gonna I'm not going to think about I'm that. I'm not going to think that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. That's not true of what God says he's going to do. That's not true of who God is. Or that's not true of who I am or whatever mm-hmm. this, whatever the circumstance may be. But sometimes it is helpful for me to say out loud, like, no, I am. I refuse to hear. I refuse right, to believe that. Right. This. right. And so but sometimes if it's a lie that has really been there for a long time, I almost, it's like I don't even want to acknowledge it out loud. it
0: mm-hmm. gives the enemy in any kind of room right? of being able to put it in my subconscious to come right. back to remind me. And that is what it means to replace the lies with the truth. And you have to know God's word and you have to know his heart and you have Mm -hmm. to know who you are in Christ because the enemy, Satan, is the accuser of the brethren and he wants to deceive us. And he comes often as an angel of light. Mm -hmm. And that human reasoning sometimes is an angel of light. It sounds right. It looks right. Satan was beautiful And so a lot of times in the things that Satan tempts us in, we might see it as something beautiful, something good, and we have to be careful. And another thing that I want to encourage you, and I want you to write this down, and that is you look at whatever's going through your mind and your thought, and I want you to ask this question. Does this thought lead me toward God and peace and joy or is this thought leading me to be discouraged, to find hopelessness, to uh, beat myself up? And you start right there. I think that that's a good question. Where will this thought lead me? Mm-hmm. And that is the best way I know how to discern what's going on in your head, whether it's truth or whether it's lies. Well, I think, too, going back to Genesis 3, well, yeah. got me. I'm catching on. <laughs> um,
1: you make mother proud. Is who told you that? Mm -hmm. and like every thought originates from one of two sources, one of two origins. It's either from, you know, the enemy, it's either lie or truth. It's either the enemy Mm -hmm. or God. Um, that has been something that's been helpful of like, if, if I'm having a hard time discerning what the thought is, because sometimes they have been there so long, it feels so true. Mm -hmm. But I think, okay, is this something that God would tell me? Would God tell me? You're not enough. I'm not enough, or I can't do this, or, you know, this is never going to work out or, you know, whatever it may be. And those, honestly, those are probably pretty obvious, but there are some where, and I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I know there've been times where it's, it's work to try to figure out, if the thought was from him or not Mm -hmm. from him, because it has become so much of my truth. Mm
0: -hmm. Like you said earlier, sometimes we can believe it so Mm -hmm. much so that it feels like it's true. But yeah. And, you know, I think that we have to be very careful that we don't just worry about every little thought that comes in our heads. So we kind of have to, go back to where is this thought going to lead me? Is this going to lead me to the Lord? Is it going to encourage me? Is it building my spirit up to really want to seek after God? Or am I discouraged? Feel hopeless? Do I feel like I'm not enough? Those thoughts are never going to come from Mm -hmm. God. We also have to be very careful that we don't embrace those thoughts so much that we're really having to deal with the thoughts that we put in our heads, that is it still lies. So you're right. It's two sources. It's either truth or lie. Right. But it will express itself and come out through people, right. through circumstances, For our own right. self, and stuff. And so we have to be uh, very, very careful. The mind is a is a powerful thing. I remember, you know, of uh, saying the mind is a terrible thing to waste, and we don't want to waste our mind and put our thoughts just on all these difficult things into our head and set our minds on things that are geared to take us either away from God or make us feel so unworthy that we would never feel like we could even approach God or the thoughts are there to keep us from trusting God and that we begin to just feel that God is not, you know, on our side. that He's against us we often look at the Bible as trying to find out our story and what's got to have for us. And, but if we look at the scripture and say, God, I want to know about you and I want to know about your heart and I want to know who you are. Then when you begin to renew your mind and start discerning what's lies and truth, you go back, is this representation of God's heart? Mm-hmm. Is this how God would view it based on how God views me and his love for me? You know, uh, scripture tells us that we can be renewed in the spirit through our minds and it strengthens our faith as we begin to to think about the things of God and it begins to strengthen our faith, which is what is very, very important in our um battle in our spiritual warfare is that we need to have this truth. That's why it's the buckle. It's the, the belt of truth. And so as we begin to, to set our minds on the things of God, renew our minds, take everything captive, then we're beginning to start walking into the victory that God's already given us. Everything that God tells us is true. Mm-hmm. Well, it
1: goes back to what we said last week of the whole, end of the day, the sole purpose of the whole battle we're in is for Satan to get in between God and I, mm-hmm. or yeah, God yeah. And, to get in between God and us. And so, and to distract us from knowing the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like anything, if that's where, what the battle is, then we combat it by knowing the goodness of God and knowing mm-hmm. him and, I mean, again, in that book that Tony Evans wrote on spiritual warfare, that's a lot. He says over and over again, you, you can't win the battle if you're not fighting where the battle is taking place. Mm-hmm. And just like we said last week, this battle takes place in the spiritual realm. So we have to fight it in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. It's not anything that we're going to do physically. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing spiritually, mentally, emotionally? Yeah.
0: And scripture tells us, guard our minds. That's going to be your greatest weapon against the battle that's waging in your heart and your soul.
1: I hope you wrote some of that down. For more content from DOT, head to dotbowen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Thanks for listening. We look forward to being with you again.